podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back, and it is back-to-back weeks where it is the dynamic duo, everyone's favorite podcast host, myself, and the person who's been the guest on more than any other, Grant. I'm just kidding. This is Grant's show, too. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? It's a Bosco's Boys classic. Uh, I'm doing well. Nice Sunday morning. Surprised I got up on time for this. Uh, but here we are. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, too. I, I sent you a text yesterday because uh, a peek behind the curtain. Chelsea plays at 1030 this morning. I actually watched the Arsenal uh, game. Well, there this you morning. go. And I was, 6 a.m. That's why yeah. I'm out. And I was, I was texting with Derek Young during it as well. He's become a soccer boy. But uh, I texted you yesterday, and I'm like, all right, well, I want to watch a Chelsea game at 1030. He said, do you want to record at 9? or one and your reply to me was you know the answer to that well you quickly started backtracking and then much to my surprise here you are you you texted me you're like hey let's let's do it this morning so um i'm pumped and i think it's uh it's good you're starting to get used to functioning even on the weekends a little earlier because uh you're gonna be a dad real soon so i just want to touch on that um are you ready how much longer until uh, it's, you know, go time for you and your beautiful wife? Update the boneheads on the uh, countdown to fatherhood. Well, what's the date? It's about, it's almost March. So, I mean, anywhere from probably four to six weeks, I would say. Um, so, still got a little bit of time. But, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Is anybody ever really ready? I don't think so. But, I'm ready. I'm tired. I'm tired of the pregnancy phase. I'll say that. Um, not that I have to carry the baby, but uh, I think we're both tired of that part and um, just kind of ready. Yeah, let's I'm ready to rip the bandaid off and get it going. Well, I'm excited for you guys. I actually was able to meet my uh, first godson over the weekend. My good friend Casey and his wife uh, were back in Topeka. And maybe the baptism is going to be next week, and that's still kind of up in the air. So you might have to go at it alone or with a guest. But you know what? It's the first time I've ever held an infant. I usually don't interact with children until they can at least talk or walk or something. Held them. Baby's super cute. Babies seem to be awesome. They sleep a lot. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys get one that sleeps a lot. So I, I think you guys will be ready. I uh, Yeah. That's the goal. Hopefully it sleeps a lot. Yeah, hopefully it sleeps a lot. Um, then I'm just going to put an open solicitation out to all the boneheads. What is something you would like to know uh, when you first bought a house that you didn't know? I'm closing on a house in 23 days now. Uh, so give me I'm, – I'm soliciting all your advice for home ownership. And then I'll also ask you, Grant, because I think shortly after I do that, I have a fenced-in yard. I'm going to get a dog. What advice do you have for me for – a first-time dog owner oh god um get some friends that you're able to that you feel comfortable 
letting them watch your dog. That's nice to have. Um, I don't know. I forgot what it's like to have a brand new dog. It's a, it's definitely an adjustment period. I, I remembered you, 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 it took you like two weeks before uh, I think you were sold on Newman. Uh, I think you, I think you texted me saying, Hey, do you want this dog? And I think you, <laughs> I think you were being serious when you texted me that too. I was being partially serious. The hardest part about that was I didn't, well, I was working nights then and I didn't gauge how shitty that was going to be. Um, but I got used to it pretty quickly. And now, you know, he's my special boy. Uh, he's, Newman. Newman's a great dog. He's a good dog. I miss him. I, we, I need to come over to record in person so I can see Newman soon. Um, so yeah, that's random stuff. Before we get into talking K-State sports, from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for over at eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to cop your pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professionals will perform rigorous inspections on your sneakers before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for all of you who are grinding, getting that cash, selling sneakers, eBay has eliminated all fees for sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Other sites will take as much as 25% off, but guess what? That's not going to happen over at eBay, so you have a little bit of extra money left for buying more sneakers. So get over to ebay.com slash sneakers today. And, of course, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but – NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV too. So for real time updated odds, props on almost anything you can imagine, get over to Bet Online because they have you covered for it all from the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up for a 50% welcome welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your Online sports books experts. They're the best. All right, Grant, I was hasty, and I did the quick take hot take without you after the Oklahoma game, even though you wanted to, and I apologize for that. So since this is your first time talking to the Boneheads since the Oklahoma game and because Saturday wasn't that great, so we might as well talk about the Oklahoma game a little bit more. How much fun was it to watch that game? Um, I mean, it's the first time I've truly been engaged in a basketball game this year since probably the Omaha game um it was a good game back and forth it had a lot of exciting highs for K-State some big um ballsy moments for K-State um it's just a shame that we don't have uh people in the stands to uh you know witness that and kind of be there for the players um because they deserve to to win that game in front of the home crowd uh, but it was it was fun it was unexpected but um it was fun, and it showed me that, um, you know, there is a little bit of hope with this squad going forward. How about uh, old Gene Taylor doing the breaking case of emergency sandstorm button for the first <laughs> yeah. time since the uh, Big 12 championship celebrations? Yeah, that's pretty funny. I saw, like, my girl smiling when he was here, and that, uh, that's good shit. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how – how much that pumps up the squad without a, a team or without a bunch of fans there. But um, obviously it's sandstorms just in our basketball program's DNA. Yeah. I I'm, I'm hoping maybe people can either a stop chanting or other people can be just stop being butthurt about it. But 
It's whatever. Uh, I, I'm an every time we touch type of guy. I think it's a good alternative, but it'll never be Sandstorm. So it'll it won't be Sandstorm. It's a good alternative, but the thing is, like, the chant will never die. You could play any song, and they're gonna find a way to say "fuck you" to it. So I mean, they're doing it during fucking Wabash. So I don't really know. It's it's just it's never gonna die. No, I agree with you. And I mean, hell, I there were fuck KU chants to sandstorm at my brother's wedding like three years ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's never going to die. No, it's not. So either the song will have to deal with it or it will never come back in the way it used to be. So um, what is it about Lon Kruger not being able to beat Bruce in Manhattan? I mean, I think Lon's first year he beat Frank in Manhattan, but like the last eight or nine years he hasn't been able to do it. Is it? Like, he feels bad because, you know, he screwed over K-State when he left for Florida? Or does Bruce just have a hex on Lawn? I don't know. Harry, I mean, Harry Potter, Horcrux. He might have a hex because, I mean, nine straight losses in Manhattan and there's been multiple games where we were the inferior team. Um, it's I would weird. say most of them. I yeah, mean, I mean, Because we always... beat them when they were number one. This is the second time that they've been, uh, you know, in between like five and ten. I mean, yeah. shit. I think we beat them ranked fourth too. Um, it's it's weird. We've beat them a decent amount of times in Oklahoma. I feel like too. Um, I feel like it's like fifty fifty in Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I do feel like it's probably difficult to coach against your alma mater, um, especially in uh, in Manhattan. But I don't know. It's fucking bizarre because we've had some truly terrible teams and still come out victorious. So. It's bizarre, but I hope it continues. It's a good trend. Yep. The last thing we'll talk about with that Oklahoma game, I got to talk about it on the quick take, hot take. I, I went to Twitter to talk about it. But how nice was it uh, for Mike McGurl to really have that moment and be celebrated on his uh, senior night for him? Two things. First of all, you mentioned Twitter. I remember you said that night because I was hitting you with just a stream of consciousness, like 10 texts in a row, and you're like, you really need Twitter. And it's, it dawned on me the next day, like, no, actually this is exactly why I don't fucking need Twitter. <laughs> this is a perfect indictment of me not well, needing Twitter. And then I'll just, I'll just fess up to you. When, when that was happening, I actually tweeted the worst part about Grant at Grant KSU uh, <laughs> being suspended from Twitter or being kicked off Twitter. I forget the exact wording. I was like, when he actually watches basketball games, he won't stop texting me. I, just, <laughs> I have to fucking be somewhere. Yeah. Um, it was great. Um, it's crazy that he's the only senior, but um, I mean, what a Bruce is begging him to come back. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and then it would only be him and Rudy Williams. That's how and young this team is. So was Fran yesterday. He oh, was yeah. like making his case. Please go back. That was weird. But uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, he deserves all of the praise from that night. He pretty much grabbed us by the scruff of our neck and dragged us over the line. Um, that three quick, those three like quick threes um, was really impressive. I mean, those were fucking tough plays too to see that. I didn't think he had that in him. Um, I know we've seen him come out of nowhere kind of, but that was with a very heavy supporting cast. Um, so it was really, you know, he's, he's kind of coming out of a shell. I know he's a senior, so maybe it's a little too little too late, but um, if he could continue this performance, this level of performance, yeah, it would be nice to have him back, have a leader back like that, but I'm happy for him. Um, 
It was great. That was a fun game. Not to throw away any of like the goodwill towards Mike because he does deserve it. Like he 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 is a he's a good wildcat. He's not a great basketball player. Well, he didn't have that performance versus West Virginia. It was a you know it was a historically bad night uh, for K State offense. They actually played okay on defense. Um, did you even watch? Is my first question. I watched about sixty percent of it. Um, okay. That's not bad. I watched first half and then about half of the second half and started to get out of hand. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go do some other stuff. Um, which turned out to be a pretty good decision. Um, but yeah, it just offensively awful. Could not get out of our own way. Self-sabotaging too many goddamn turnovers. Couldn't finish. I mean, we had so many opportunities to take that game and kind of run with it in the first half to build maybe a, you know, three to five point lead and make West Virginia maybe start to think about it, give ourselves some confidence. And every time we just could not finish, be it simple, simple plays too, you know, at the rim, um, really frustrating. But um, I think we know what is most important going forward is, you know, if Bruce is going to be back for, if, if we're expecting to be with Bruce probably for the next season at the very least, probably two seasons let's be honest um if 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 we can find some sort of success next year defense is what matters and this team is starting to find that bruce weber mold of a defensive team and um, that gives me some confidence going forward um you know that's the trend that we need to see obviously we can't be scoring 40 points a night and that's a recipe that uh, is never going to work out but I find a little bit of positivity coming out of West Virginia because we still kind of did uh, continue that defensive trend, at least for, you know, three-fourths of the game. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, you still held them to one of their worst efficiency and worst point games of the year. So I agree. If you're, if you're trying to if, – if you have accepted Bruce is going to be back and you want to find – some positivity, you want to find some sunshine, I would say that, hey, the defense is there. Um, and then I, we'll, we'll talk about Davion Bradford. I think he also was a very big positive from that game. But before we do that, let's talk about Nigel Pack. First off, didn't play due to an eye infection. Before I have uh, what might be a hot take, I don't know. I'll, I'll judge you to say see if this is a hot take. How swaggy did he look just wearing sunglasses indoors with those diamond earrings and all that type of stuff? He he has so he really does have that Cam Stokes swagger. He does. All of our freshmen have have a nice level of swag to him. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, he looked good. He looked good. It's funny seeing people wear like in any context uh, sunglasses inside. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense if he has a eye infection or some eye injury. Like, I get it. Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm just I'm going to say this because it was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I'm not putting I'm not accusing Nigel back of this, but that was like the go to like it was an eye injury it was the go to. He failed a drug test injury under the Frank Martin era. Like, yeah. oh, they would have an eye issue and they would be out three to six games. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm not putting that on Nigel Pack. I know nothing about it, and it's unfair to speculate about that type of stuff with college kids. But that was the 100% the go-to thing during the Frank Martin era. If there was ever an eye injury, you know that they got popped for a drug test. 
<laughs> yeah. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, yeah, because I would like I would like to see him play in the next two games. Yeah, me too. They're winnable. Sure. They're winnable. Okay, so here's my hot take. Here's my hot take. Let me know where does this range on a hot take, or maybe it's rational. So K State loses by an average of 20 points when Nigel Pack isn't playing. Is it possible that K State fans and college basketball pundits actually underrate Nigel Pack's impact on this team? I don't think so. I think at least within the K-State bubble, people are very aware of his impact on the team. Um, Knowing that he would be out before a game is a critical blow. Like, I think – and even, you know, I don't know. We're so fucking bad. We're not in the national spotlight. But, you know, Fran – even to bring up Fran again, he was, you know, waxing poetic about Nigel Pack yesterday about how he would for sure be on Fran's uh, freshman Olympic 12 team. So I think there is some understanding out there of how good Nigel Pack is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the proof is right there in the stats. Without Nigel, average, we lose by 20 points. And you can just see our offense does not tick without him. Um, I mean, I don't know what he averages assist-wise, but there's been <clears> – He <throat> had nine uh, versus Oklahoma. Yeah, there's been a, a multitude of games where he's had over five assists. And yeah, he had nine the other night and he wasn't even very good offensively. So to say that, you know, for him to have nine assists on a game where, you know, he wasn't shooting the ball very well is pretty fucking insane. So I just hope, you know, I love Nigel pack. I mean, we've been saying it from the beginning Um, since game one, watching him play, you can just tell that this guy, has it he's got that factor that this is going to be a really really good point guard and he's really important important to the team so i just hope to god that this he and you know this group of freshmen can stick together for a while and we can actually see what they can grow into yep i agree with you pack is a fucking baller another baller and i said this during the quick take hot take i think his jersey ends up in the rafters I don't know if I actually believe that, uh, you know, those heat of the moment. But Davion Bradford, he shot 50% from the field. Casey as a team yesterday shot 29% from the field. So, and he ended up with 11 points and six rebounds. And it was versus versus the best, like, post player in the conference. Um, you know, I, I had that hot take. It is what it is. It's out there. Whatever. But how, how fun is it uh, to have two of legitimately the best freshmen in legitimately the best basketball league in the country? It's good. And they were eat like they were my two favorites from the get go. Um, after seeing them play. I thought maybe Selton Miguel was gonna be like amazing. Um, but it's taken and he is he's grown into a very good role. Um well, his, I have a lot. his defense is like legitimate. Yeah. It yeah, this he's, month he has been he's up there. Great. Yeah, and he you know, he's carved away into this team and he's he's shown that he's gonna be He's going to be very important for this program, but um, those guys, those two guys immediately, I was like kind of fell in love with and Davion Bradford. I just love his game. Um, it's, it's nice to have a true like big man, a big postman. That's um, you know, he's already, he's got a, a ridiculous amount of potential, but he's already, you know, a talented guy and a force to be reckoned with. And it's just, it's exciting. It's just great to see a big man, a true post player. That's like, wants to be down low that's that you can tell is going to uh you know make his presence known um in the future and a guy that's got hands it's just it's lovely to see a big man that can catch the fucking ball 
He's basically Thomas Gibson, but like four inches tall. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, Maybe more. How tall was Gip? Like, really? Because Bradford's seven, a probably. True, yeah. So Bradford's a true seven footer. So it, he's like Thomas Gibson, but five inches taller. And as yeah. the biggest Thomas Gibson fan in the history of college basketball, uh, I'm obsessed with Davion Bradford. I, I, I love what he's been able to do. And again, uh, Yes, we're, we're we're trying to. I'm trying to spin some positive stuff after losing by like 20 plus for like the fifth time this year. So I mean, take take all of it with a grain of salt. Again, I'm not I'm not telling people not to be mad with losing by 22 points, but you see the pieces, and it, and it kind of comes down to for next year, can Selton Miguel, Luke Kasuki develop and you know, turn into real players on the offensive end. Can Dejuan Gordon bounce back? Because he's been, he's been rough since his injury. Um, he's been very rough since that injury. And then, you know, what, what sort of role players can do? Do you bring in any transfer? So I'm not, I, I'm again, I'm not melting now. I'm not telling folks not to be upset, but you can see a lot of positivity and uh, I'm going with it. I don't care. I don't care. I think that's fair. I mean, if you look, you know, in, in the a micro look of the season, you know, we've won two out of our last three. We have a good opportunity to end it on a win. So three of our last four, and we're seeing some progress. So I think it's fine to be positive. It's been a fucking rough season. So why not take the opportunity to be positive when you can? All right. I agree. Uh, remember the armchair media network is sponsored by betonline.ag. Whether you're wait, waking up at 6am to bet on the English premier league or staying up until 1am to bet on big West basketball, you can do it over at betonline.ag where they have the best props, live odds and all the games you could want. There's all, they are also your spot to wager during the award season this year and every year use promo code armchair for your welcome bonus. And we're also sp- sponsored by ebay.com slash sneakers. If you want, the hottest pair of sneakers make your purchase over at ebay.com slash sneakers where they have third-party authenticity specialists for all pairs over a hundred dollars and if you send us a screenshot of your receipt you'll be entered in for a raffle for a custom pair of air force ones thank you to uh you know armchair media for making that happen so buy some sneakers send me the receipt and you could have a Awesome custom pair. Okay, so before we shift away for basketball for the rest of this episode, they do have a game Saturday at home versus Iowa State. And then I'm pretty sure it's locked in. Like I'm 99% sure it's a done deal. They'll play TCU on the opening night, the opening game, I believe, of the Big 12 tournament. So there's some hope you can get two more wins before the end of the season. Um, You know, how confident are you? Would that change anything about you or about your field this season? If they end up winning, it would be four of their last six games. Does that do anything uh, for you specifically? I know you're also – you're already kind of trying to be positive, but do you think it'll change anything for you, and do you think it'll change anything for the vast majority of K-State fans? No, it's not going to change a whole lot. Um, it'll definitely – uh, I mean, it's not going to change anything. The season was still a disaster, but it does give you an opportunity to look at, um, to you know, look at things slightly in a different perspective. Like I've said, just the past three games, you've been able to see some signs um, of life, um, some pulls in the direction of the trajectory of where we're going. So um, it it won't hurt. It's not going to hurt to 
if we can end the game on or end the season on a couple more wins. So um, give give the players some positivity going forward <clears throat> into the next season. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not going to change a whole lot about the season, but might give us some good feeling going forward slightly. All right, perfect. Uh, the, absolutely no good feeling around the football program. Hopefully uh, that changes this season because talk about ending uh, on a bad <laughs> run, but spring football practice starts this week and, and will, it will run through the end of March and maybe into early April. Um, in your opinion, how big of a deal is it, is spring ball this year saying that they didn't get any spring practices in last year? Oh, I mean, it's fucking huge. <laughs> it's huge having spring ball. Not having spring ball hurt us badly. I mean, it hurt everybody badly, but this will give the coaches better opportunity for a deeper evaluation. Um, gives players more time to adjust the system, more time to develop. It's it's very, very good. There's, uh, I mean, it, last year really highlighted how critical spring football is for college football programs. So um, I'm excited. We need to get our asses back on track um, and having spring football is going to help that um, it gives me a lot more confidence in in the coaching staff um, and in climate's program I, I feel I really I'm not worried I th- think we're gonna be fucking good this year I truly do Ooh. I know the last year was a bit of a disaster throw out a record throw like, out a record right now <laughs> give, give me a record on we're recording this at 9 43 February 28th 2021 you will get to change it but as you're sitting in bed right now what is your prediction like i like i i see like a a season that mirrors like climbing's first year like an eight and five like an eight win type of season i think i don't think the big 12 is like that good that's not quite we're we're gonna be fucking good level i was hoping well compared yeah but listen if if we have that type of season we were a cunt's hair away from you know 10 10 wins that year um i'm not gonna say we're gonna win 10 games Maybe I'll dial back from we're going to be fucking good, but I think we're going to be fine. And I like feel pretty good about the program, the trajectory of the program. I mean, we were so close last year. I just feel like last year was such a fucking train wreck in so many ways that were out of our control. And we just know that K-State is not in the position to handle shit like that. Um, We've got our quarterback back. We've got a star player. I think the cast around that is pretty decent. So I just I feel pretty good. I'm not hitting the panic button about anything. I think I think Kleiman's still our guy, but uh, I don't know. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm fucking excited. Okay. So w- what what position groups are you most interested to hear about coming into spring ball? Um, there's no Skylar Thompson at quarterback, so I'm excited to hear about <clears throat> Jake Rubley at uh, quarterback. I'm excited to hear you know can Will Howard take that first spring ball and prove people like me wrong and make a big jump. Um, I'm excited to hear, you know, Jaron Lewis, how is he at getting Gatorade to Jake Rubley and Will <laughs> Howard? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. That was a cheap shot, but I, I'm really interested to hear about the quarterbacks and I'm, uh, you know, also interested to hear how the defensive line, uh, you know, can they continue to, you know, just plug and go. I feel like the defensive line has been a positive for us, you know, more years than not, and we continue to lose big contributors and they continue to be good. So those are the position groups I'm really going to have my antenna up. What are the position groups you're going to be looking forward to hearing about? Well, naturally, yeah, it's very intriguing to, you know, want to follow 
those two quarterbacks. Um, I'm also really interest, interested in the running back room. Uh, you know, we've got Deuce Vaughn, but there is a bit of a vacuum behind him. Harry Trotter was kind of our guy. Um, uh, Mr. Reliable, the dude that um, the coaches felt, felt very comfortable having in um, a lot of the time. And, you know, without behind Deuce, it's like there's a lot of question marks. We don't really know um, who is going to be in that running back committee. So I'm excited to see who's going to step up um and who who's playing well and also a little bit of intrigue with wide receivers um I feel like there's just so much opportunity for anyone to step up so I want to see if any of our young guys like you keep mentioning RJ Garcia I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of impact he makes early on um but yeah mainly those two groups yeah, RJ Garcia not here for spring ball, but uh, Hawkins is. Then also, I'm really interested to hear, okay, can Jalen Travis start making an impact? He was hurt most of last year, um, so can he start making an impact as well? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like what I'm hearing there. Um, final bit of football that we will touch on before we do a little bit of Batcats. Um, a hire was made to replace Coach Dawson. That is Mr. Tremaine Carroll. He was the head coach or head strength coach at South Florida and before that Arkansas and before that SMU. Um, this was much more well-received by K-State fans than the meltdown that I honestly probably single-handedly caused over at K-State Online. And I apologize for that. That, that was not good. I, I had heard a name. I missed that. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll just tell the story on the podcast since it's over. I don't like to, you know, I don't like to say stuff from behind the paywall because, you know, Derek Young's good. Casey Allen's good. Subscribe, go over there. But it was in a thread about the strength and conditioning coach. Well, someone who's not connected to the K-State football program. Um, so, you know, it's none of our friends. People are, were accusing me of some stuff. No, it's none of our friends. Uh, <laughs> someone outside of the K-State athletic department, someone who's not employed by K-State, texted me and said, that Richard Johnson from Rhode Island is going to be the next uh, strength and conditioning coach at K-State. And then they told me, don't post anything, don't say anything. So I was like, okay, if they're telling me that, like, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Then someone was like, yeah, it's a done deal. Go ahead and post it. So I posted it over at K-State Online, and shit hit the fan. <laughs> Just absolutely hits the fan. People are – melting down it was like an eight page meltdown and i i kind of was entertaining uh because i'm like all right you know strengthening it whatever um then, then like maybe two hours later the person texts me and goes yeah that might actually might not be as solid information as i thought it was i'm like oh great so here i am posting something that's having everyone spaz out on k-state online for absolutely no reason but it was entertaining to watch. And then it ends up with Tremaine Carroll, who I don't know anything about strength and condition coaches. I don't have a hot take about him. Yeah. But I think it's probably more acceptable to hire a guy who was at South Florida, Arkansas, SMU, Oklahoma State, all that type of stuff, instead of being at Rhode Island for 10 years. Um, so do you have any hot takes about this? No. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know – yeah, that I know shit about strength and conditioning coaches. I mean, it seems like a positive hire. Uh, you know, he has a pretty decent track record of, um, you know, work. And I don't know how much you believe of this, but it seems like he was one of our top choices, maybe our top choice. I don't know about that. But, um, 
I, I, it's I'm probably, not going to pretend to know shit anymore because yeah, yeah. I tried to say it was Richard Johnson, which I'm almost starting to think I got played because Dick Johnson from Rhode Island. I, I almost feel like I got played by someone who uh, just wanted me to look like a fool. You know what but, I think is that you were just trying to get your engagement up for the show because you're a grifter. So you're putting false information out there to rile up the base. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would go that far, but uh, it, it, it was a funny, funny, uh, funny times that week on Case Online. So uh, we'll, we'll wrap up just kind of talking about the Batcats again. I don't know nearly enough about college baseball to do any sort of hot takes, but I watched uh, the game on Friday and I watched the beginning of the game on Saturday before the basketball game start. Um, they're going for a sweep versus Western Michigan, but they've they've had some entertaining you know moments so far. Uh, I know you watched a little bit of the women's soccer, a little bit of volleyball back in the fall on ESPN Plus. Have you caught any of the back cats on ESPN Plus yet? Not yet. Um, I'd like to though. Yeah, no, they're they're entertaining. They got some young bats that are starting to heat up. Um, they have some good pitching. So if you have ESPN Plus, you know and and it's only home games and Big 12 road games. So some of the early games you won't be able to see on ESPN Plus, but you can always listen on K-Man via the TuneIn app. I think Friends of the Show, uh, Mitch Fortner and John Kurtz both do some play-by-play on K-Man for the baseball team, or you can listen to it over the airwaves in Manhattan. But to keep it on brand for our show, what I really want to dive into is the uniforms that the Batcats wore on Saturday. It was, it's not an original concept by any means. It was that, that throwback style, like the Houston Astros uh, tequila sunrise uniforms or the old Chicago White Sox throwbacks um, with the, you know, color block purple and the two lavender stripes across the chest. And it says cats and the serpentine team font. And then the uh, purple hats, white block panel on the front with the serpentine cats on the front. I think it's about as good as it gets for a baseball uniform. Um, am I pumping sh- sunshine? Am I drinking the Kool-Aid too much? Or what are your thoughts on those uniforms? Oh no, they're great. Um, I mean, they've been for sale. I remember they were for sale quite, quite a while ago. I've seen a guy wearing them. I saw a guy wearing it in Westport. like last year i feel like um but they're fucking great um it looks like that would be a great purchase um because it looks so comfortable the design is amazing you got to get the hat though i agree with that the hat is absolutely elite and um you know we haven't been uh starved for good uniforms in the last two years i'll tell you that we've we've been pretty blessed with basketball and uh even football and now baseball so at least in the face of losing every single game, we get a look. We get a look good doing it. Yeah, no, I I really love that hat. I haven't seen the hat on for sale. If anyone sees that hat for sale, let me know so I can get it. I saw that they recently on the superstore they started selling the digital camo hats. Uh, I don't even know if they wear the camo uniforms anymore. I remember when they first started wearing the camo uniforms. I wanted the camo hat real bad, but I don't think they wear those anymore so i don't know i i do need i do need a new k-state baseball hat um so we'll, we'll see what purchase i end up doing so that's all we got for you today boneheads uh i love you guys um tweet in i'm soliciting all of your home ownership advice on twitter 
send it to me. I'll listen to dog ownership advice as well. Um, Grant's not on Twitter, so you can't tell him how to be a dad. Um, so just l- leave him alone. Um, I want to so yeah. get it. I would get Twitter. So like, because I still obviously have the boss goes boys account, but I'm too afraid that like, that's just going to get banned. So Dude, like, I'm, I'm not, afraid too. I, I'm, like, not, I, I'm not doing it. Like <laughs> I'm very afraid seeing how quickly, like, because I, because again, I think we've told this story on the show. I come up with anytime I come up with like a possible business idea or a podcast, <laughs> idea, anything I create a Twitter account for it. Well, I had this old Twitter account where I thought a good spinoff podcast would have been you and Grant Flanders called between two grants. So I had this Twitter account. I was like, all right, well, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I'm just going to give you the information for it. And then sure enough, like you're active for like maybe two weeks and you're gone. And it was gone. Yeah. And then like, if and back when you were just trying to create, an account it was like you'd get kicked off before you even started tweeting i didn't tweet at all yeah like i wouldn't tweet because it was just like i don't really want to i'm really here to just scroll through specific blogs yeah it's crazy um eventually i will have a vpn um but it's like the word like i the worst part is like getting so, so say i get back on twitter today it's like i have fucking zero followers the worst part of trying to get back to the, like even getting to like a hundred followers is like a, annoying. And then it just gets taken away immediately. So it's like, I don't know if it's really worth it. Um, and it's like, I don't, I don't know if I really need it before we go. I want you to rank these uniforms. Okay. Well, and just, just real, real quick. I went to the K-State baseball Twitter account. It looks like they don't wear the digital camo uniform. So I think it's very weird that the K-State superstore started selling those now that they're even though that they're not wearing them anymore i think it's weird okay i'll rank uniforms rank these these cats uniforms in the last two seasons so two seasons okay ask or you know yeah essentially basketball all lavenders okay basketball throwback white script wildcats football white helmets white pants okay cat script okay yep yep Football, all whites. Okay. And the baseball uniforms. Those are five very strong uniforms. Like, we've been blessed. We've been very lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, number one, I'm going with – did you include the two-tones? No. Okay. So, I'm going to say white script. Then I'm saying white, purple, white football with the cat script. Then I'm saying – all white football. Then I'm saying the baseball ones that we talked about, and then the uh, all lavenders. I think that's a pretty good order. I would put the lavenders higher, but yeah, I definitely agree with your top two. Well, so I I love the lavender jersey, but it just doesn't look right with the shorts. I think I, it looks so goddamn clean, but it's totally I, different. It's like a totally different type of type of look. Obviously, I yeah. love the two tones though. I still think they're great. I think the two tones are the best basketball. That or the all white so what would be your ranking for them you said you would have the uh white or the the uh lavenders higher how would you rank them shockingly i would actually so i would probably do mm, shit (sighs) same top two i would probably do the lavenders third for me Mm -hmm. and then i would do i would do baseball 
and then I would do football all whites last. I don't, I need to see that again. It didn't slap like I thought it would as much as I thought it would. I thought it but, did. Uh, it, it, it won the, I'd uh, like to see it again. I'd like to see it again. It won the UniWatch top bowl uniform uh, yeah. of the 2019-2020 bowl season. So I want to see it again. Maybe it's because we lost and I left a bad taste. In I mean, my mouth. We but, lost uh, with the script cats. I know we losing everything, but whatever the script, the, the script cats white with purple or with white pants is like such a good look. I fucking love that. Oh, I hope we can so bring good. it back. I hope we can bring it back, but that's our show. I don't think we have anything else to talk about. So uh, it's been, it's been a good one. Yeah. I think I liked it. I think this was better than our Q and a show. I would agree. I would agree. Arsenal slapped Leicester city. Everybody. Come on, you Gunners. I don't know who I want to win, United versus Chelsea. I don't really care. I don't think it really helps Arsenal in any way. But uh, Unless you, like, win out. Like, in, the- in theory, if you won every game for the rest of the season, you could finish top four. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean, yeah, what I've learned – the problem is, like, everybody has games in hand on Arsenal. But, uh, dude, yeah, the Premier League, that shit can change so quickly. Like – you run, you win three or four games in a row, and all of a sudden you're on the brink of the top four, and it's it's so easy. But uh, uh, yeah, it feels good. Arsenal that good. that yeah, was talking soccer. That was talking soccer. So That's soccer. That's our soccer segment. We love you guys. We love you, and meet me at the camp. Podcast Network.